bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up, nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Al, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How's it going? Oh, it's going fine. In reference to your digital currency, I think that would be very dangerous. Why is that? Uh, well, first of all, we're not in a world of equality. And when you look at where the seniors are today, they're still trying to learn their cell phones. Then on top of that, the security of the digital currency is already belly side up like a catfish in the Mississippi Delta. Not all of them. Not, not, at, all, not all seniors struggle with, with phones. Some of them don't want to use it. And then many of them learned how to use them, iPads, all that. They talk to their grandbabies, all that. Well, no, here and there, maybe. But I know for the seniors, I know. They barely can use. They but you hanging out with the wrong people, too. Al. You hanging out with the wrong people. And then <laughs> on top of that, how are we going to use the devices when majority of the batteries that code where Apples and Androids come from slave labor? So wouldn't that be illegal? Well, is it slave labor there or is it slave labor here? Because we tend to well, take our hell, we tend to take our values, our culture put it on another country and then tell them, oh, you all are doing it wrong. You should quit working there. It's terrible. When in fact they're living like Kings and Queens in their culture because they make more money than the average person there. So when we talk about paying people eight and $9 a day, when in fact on average people there make one or $2 a day, we, 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 we get our, our sites wrong and we start interfering in places where we shouldn't. Okay, but when it's proven there's little kids out here, you know, helping get the, put the stuff for the batteries, I thought that would be slave labor. So I thought that would be illegal, wouldn't it? Not in their country. No, I'm talking about in our country. Where, where are we, we doing we, that we, in our country to get slave labor to make batteries? 
Well, it's been proven with Apple iPhones. Where and they just had a recent here, study on it. Where here do we use slave labor to make iPhones in America? But we're using slave labor from another country. That's, so if it's again, wrong in another country, no, how can we uh, use? Go ahead. But I'm saying if it's illegal in another country and we know slavery was used here in this country, how can we use something from slave labor to use a device for a digital currency? That's all I'm talking about, the principle of it. But what if it's not? But when it's shown to you and it's little kids, wouldn't it be? Where? Show, show me. Send me the information where it is. I'll be more than happy to look at it. And I'm not saying it's not happening. Okay. I'm saying many times we want to transfer our values to other countries and say they're wrong when, in fact, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. Oh, okay. Well, my four or five-year-old kids is not going to be working for no batteries. Absolutely. But okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. 833-212-1017 is a number. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. But we can't go to another country and say, oh, my God, you're, you're living under terrible conditions when those are the only conditions they have. And sometimes if you take those conditions away, right, they won't have anything. So we can try to help that country change those, like Al said. We can, we can try to help that country expand and grow, but we can't go through the world telling people that they should act like us. I mean, that not that part of that? You know, if you want to do that, do it. Do it from here. Don't, don't roll through and, yeah. Maybe I'm just missing something. What am I missing? 833-212-1017. It, it's just... Uh, maybe the news has me, you know, I'm sitting here looking at some of this national news and I'm going, what, like, what, what were people thinking? What exactly were people thinking? Like, have you heard of this guy, Solomon Pena from, from, from Santa Fe, New Mexico, from Albuquerque, Albuquerque police? are looking into the possibility of criminal activity involving the campaign contributions of disgraced state house candidate Solomon Pena as part of their investigation into a series of shootings. He's accused of orchestrating against his democratic politicians home. So if you didn't hear about it during the, during last year, there was some shootings and this guy got mad because he didn't win and started and sent somebody to shoot up his democratic opponent's house. Well, yesterday, a news release said Albuquerque detectives uncovered potential illegal activity stemming from contributions made by Jose Trujillo. Another man police say is suspected in the shootings and Trujillo's mother. And so this, this is gone. Now Pena, who's a, who's a Republican um, said, you know, it, it looks like he got donations from multiple people, including some other um Republicans there. And they started looking into the shootings and they looked behind it and found out that many, much, much of it um, linked to Pena. Now this guy Trujillo donated over $5,000 to Pena 
between the primary and the general election. His mother, Melanie Grego, gave $4,000 to his campaign. According to police and state campaign financial reports, Trujillo is a cashier. Where's a cashier going to get $5,000 to give to somebody's campaign? Trujillo and Grego contributions listed the same Southwest Albuquerque address. Accounted for 40% of the total raised by Pena, who didn't raise a lot, a Republican throughout his failed campaign. Detectives are trying to determine whether the money came from drug trafficking and if any campaign laws were broken through the donation. And that while online court records don't show Trujillo has been charged with the, in, in the alleged shooting conspiracy, he was arrested January 3rd, not long after shooting at State Senator Linda Lopez's house in Albuquerque after a traffic stop. They found 893 fentanyl pills inside the Nissan Maxima that he was driving, along with $3,000 in cash, two guns. Who was the Nissan registered to? The candidate, the Republican candidate, Solomon Pena. And tied to one of the guns in the shooting of Lopez's house. So what is going on in politics? But then again, we're talking about a generation that what? I guess even in politics, they react the same way they act in the street. You made me mad, so I'm going to come shoot up your house. And you're running for office? You're, 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 you're actually running for state office? Somebody said it's unsettling to hear you justify the exploitation of labor because the standard is low and because poverty is rampant in that country. That's not what I said, but okay, I can understand that. That is most of the products that we buy are made through exploitation of labor. Aren't all products that we buy made from exploitation of labor? The question we have to ask ourselves is what are we willing to sacrifice in order to have products that are not made through exploitation and violence? Well, one, first of all, the assumption that, that many products, first of all, all products are made through exploitation of labor. What you have to understand is the word exploitation can be, can be used in a negative way and it can be used in its actual way, right? So when you exploit something, you take advantage of it. I don't know if I would say exploitation, but if you can pay this person less because they decide to work for less, that's what you pay. I didn't say I was for it or against it. I'm just saying what's actually happening in the place. Like you say, the question we have to ask ourselves is if we're willing to, what are we willing to sacrifice? Is anybody in America willing to say you are crying about the cost of milk and cookies and eggs today? Used cars, new car. You're complaining about natural everyday things that you buy at the store today. What you don't understand is every single thing that you wear, if it wasn't made in America, and if it was made in America, somebody got exploited. Somebody got exploited in order to make it. Now, is the word exploit right? No. It's when they purposefully take advantage of you and pay you less because they think you're worth less. You might be worth more, but they still pay you less. That's exploitation. But if that's all you have, and I'm in a poverty-stricken country, and that's the only job I have, and that's the only money they'll pay me, that's what I do. If you want to talk about exploitation of labor, go visit Hawaii. 
Go visit there. Dude, you talk about people having to work two and three jobs just to live every day because the cost of living in Hawaii is so high that if they didn't have a tourist industry, they wouldn't have anything there. They would not have anything there. And the people that can buy property there, quality property, are, are the people that are wealthy on the mainland. Because there's not a lot of industry. Rice, pineapple, macadamia nuts. It, it's, it's, it's different where you go. You can't take one thing and just apply it to an industry and then extrapolate across all industries. That, that's, that's not going to work. Uh, they went on to add companies that use cheap so-called labor in other countries are not doing it because they're worried about the. You don't know why they're doing it. You're making an assumption of why they're doing it. However, I'm in agreement because they're doing it to make money. He, this person went on to say it's because they're worried about the workers in that country have been able to make a living. They do it because they can exploit the labor. Government does it. The city does it. This radio station does it. Food vendors do it. Everybody does it. Where can I go to get the cheapest labor so I can make the biggest profit? The more profit you make, the more they're willing to pay you for your labor. If you can generate revenue, they will pay you. That's just how it goes. Otherwise, we can get rid of all of it, but then nobody will. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I think that's called socialism. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. On a Friday afternoon, 20 minutes after the hour, 833-212-1017 is the number. Courtney said, only public and government contracts require companies to have fair trade and fair labor agreements. True. Private companies do not have to follow those guidelines. Absolutely. Uh, 414 687 goes on to say that was the person I was reading before that talked about so-called cheap labor and all that stuff. Add it just because people do it does not make it right. Absolutely. I was just making a statement that this is what occurs. And if it's not right and you want to fix it, that's fine. But understand the consequences that come. First of all, understand what made it the way it is and then understand the consequences that will occur when you change it. Because there are always unintended consequences that we forget about. And then it happens. And then we're stuck. How many times have you done something later? You found out that it was probably the dumbest thing that you've ever done. And you ask yourself that other question. Why did I do that? Or. Why didn't I see that? 
Well, if that happens, I'm just blame Kyle because that's what I always do. <laughs> you shouldn't have walked in there. I just blame me for everything. But if you're going to, what would the word be other than exploitation? If you're hiring somebody, you want to hire the person for the most money that you believe you could pay for somebody who's going to get the job done. There are. Okay, let me. I worked in a world of salaries, right? Wisconsin was the first place I came to that really drove home. How much you make an hour? How much you make an hour? And I, I, I was never cognizant of that, right? But when you start to look at how much people make in an hour, that didn't tell me anything because my culture growing up looked at what was your salary, right? So if you could roll in and tell somebody, hey, I'm making $180,000 a year, hmm, thought that's pretty good, right? Is $180,000 a year good? Well, anybody should be able to figure out that whatever the salary is, you divide it by 2,080, you know, that's 40 hours a week, you know, times 52 weeks, and that's 86 bucks an hour. Do you think you're worth $86 an hour? Whatever you think you're worth, you should take that number in a year, divide it by 2,000, 80, 2080, and that's your hourly rate. That is what you work for. And I'm talking about the hours you work, right? Oh, it's 40 hours. You know, if I, if I, decide, if I divide uh, $40,000 a year by 2080, you know, you're, you're in the $20 range. Well, that's cool. But if you're working 60-hour weeks, it's pretty much less, right? It's okay because you don't work 60-hour weeks every week. Things like that. It balances out. Make sure what you're getting paid is commiserate to what you think you should make and how much your time costs. Because that's really what they're buying. They're buying your skill, your time, and your brain. And if you don't have skill, if you don't have a brain, then you must have time. So, you know, a combination of those things are what people buy. The same as good, fast, and cheap. You buy your brain, we buy your time, or we buy your skill. And that's pretty much what it comes down to. And when that happens, right, it could be great. Oh, <laughs> I saw this and I went, 530? Wait a minute, huh? Tomorrow. The new 1017 The Truth is home of Milwaukee Panthers basketball. Don't miss any of the hoop action by listening to the Panthers basketball right here on the new 1017 The Truth, the truth app at 1017thetruth.com for all of your favorite streaming platforms. But tomorrow, Saturday, Milwaukee Panthers will close out their four-game homestand at the Panther Arena against Youngstown State before they head on the road. Coverage begins at 530, tip-off 
at 6 p.m. right here on the new 1017 The Truth, The Troop app. The Troop app. Troop. T-R-U-U-P. The Truth app. And all your favorite streaming platforms. Make sure you check it out. But that's just me. Hmm. Okay. We got to go back to copywriting school 101. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm only saying that because I know who did it. <laughs> you take it in like, yep. Yep. So, but no, seriously, getting, getting back to the whole how much money we make. We have to be cognizant of those things. We have to remember that everything comes down to just that. People are paying for your brain, your time, or your skill. And you need at least two of those. And if you, don't, if you can't sell one or two of those, it really doesn't matter. If you only give them one, you'll get bored and you'll end up quitting. You'll end up doing something else. Because I've run into that before. 833-212-1017 is the number. 1017 The Truth is now home of Milwaukee Public School City Conference Basketball. Tonight, we have a matchup between two longtime city conference rivals. Milwaukee, Washington, Pergolders take on the Bradley Tech Trojans. Tip-off, 7 o'clock tonight. Again, Milwaukee, Washington versus Bradley Tech. Tonight, Friday, for the Senti Conference game of the week. Only do 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Sponsored by Milwaukee Public Schools and presented by Gruber Law Offices. That's Milwaukee, Washington, Bradley Tech, City Conference game of the week right here on the new 1017 The Truth. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. You got a lot of stuff coming up this weekend. Milwaukee Public Schools City Conference Basketball. Tonight at 7. Tomorrow you got the Panthers. 5.30 coverage. Tip-off at 6. Gonna be a great sports weekend on the new 1017 The Truth. So I started looking at a story, doing some, you know, rummaging around the national news. This this whole Yeah. Yeah, I got I gotta get to that one too with Ron DeSantis. That was kind of weird. Um <laughs> Mr. Bedee said, Happy Friday, they can't pay me what I'm worth. Yeah, they can. They just don't. So I'm talking about. 
So I, I, I ran across this bizarre story. And, well, let me just read it from CNN US. Seven people were arrested and charged with domestic terrorism following the fatal shooting of one person and the shooting of a Georgia state trooper near a proposed Atlanta police training facility, according to the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Matter of fact, a friend of mine works there. Opponents of the project, a $90 million, 85-acre planned facility, activists dubbed it Cop City, had been camping out for months in the forest in an attempt to stop construction. When law enforcement began an operation to remove people from the area, Wednesday morning, gunfire was exchanged, says GBI or Georgia Bureau of Investigation Director Mike Register said. So law enforcement and opponents of the project have been giving differing details, of course, because, you know, that's 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 what happens. Um, Mike Register, the director of the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, said that law enforcement personnel fired in self-defense. They returned fire after someone without a warning shot a Georgia State Patrol officer. The individual who fired upon law enforcement and shot the trooper was killed in an exchange of gunfire. And they said they located a man inside a tent, and you can see video of them taking this person out. And he's like sticks his tongue out at the police as if that's going to really. Yeah. So officers gave verbal commands to the man who did not comply and shot a Georgia state patrol trooper. Other law enforcement returned fire hitting the man. They evacuated the trooper to a safe area. And it goes on a resident nearby Grisham Park, who's affiliated with the local movement. Stop cop city told CNN on Wednesday that reports from other members who were near the site conflicted with the account that gave, of course they would, because that's what they, you know, it's police brutality and on and on and on. And they'll, they'll sort it out, um, have the FBI come in too and start taking a look at it. Um, ironically, the seven arrested were all from out of state. They're all from out of state and they're all, yeah, it's, it's interesting. But then we get to Ron DeSantis. I don't know if if Tory Lowe or someone else covered this particular idiotic story, but I, I thought I would. The administration of Republican Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida is blocking a new advanced placement course for high school students on African-American studies. Hey, Ron DeSantis, that is a stupid move. January 12th to the College Board, the nonprofit organization that oversees AP coursework, the Florida Department of Education's Office of Articulation said the course is inexplicably contrary to Florida law and significantly lacks educational value. So us learning African-American studies and how we we can learn Native American studies, we can learn American studies. But if you're black, your history is not. Adequate enough to be educational. You at what we haven't done enough here. Oh, or we haven't done enough or we haven't done enough. Like which, which one is it? Right. 
In the future, the College Board should be willing to come back to the state with lawful, historically accurate. So African-American studies is not historically accurate. This is idiotic. While the letter did not elaborate on what the agency found objectionable in the course content, DeSantis spokesperson Brian Griffin said in a statement to CNN that the course leaves large, ambiguous gaps that can be filled with additional ideological material, which will not which we will not allow. Don't you teach Southern history in history courses? Don't you teach about General Robert E. Lee? who was a racist and a killer and shot and killed people in one. Oh, I, oh, I'm sorry. That's the Confederacy. That's okay. If we talk about the, the parts of American and world history that African-Americans have actually contributed to, we can't do that. The Department of Education in Florida has previously stated if the college board amends the course to comply provides a full course curriculum and incorporates historically accurate content. So I'm going to have somebody from the state of Florida who's not a historian and who is not equipped to accurately produce research and knowledge that's historically accurate. I'm going to trust that person. Oh, yeah. How about we remove everything African-American from Florida? How about black people just move the heck out of Florida? How's that? Do we have to worry about advanced placement? We'll advance and place ourselves somewhere else. So the rejection of the advanced placement African-American studies follows efforts by DeSantis to overhaul Florida's educational curriculum to limit teaching about critical race theory. First of all, that I'm in agreement with because you shouldn't be teaching critical race theory outside of the college level. You shouldn't. The law banned material from 1619 Project that I, that I agree with because a myriad black historians have told her that the information that's given in 1619 Project and the 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 culmination of her study is incorrect. And what some of the things that she calls for in 1619 are not historically factual. And she's connecting dots that are, that are incorrect and unconnectable. And so when you get historians from, from New York, Los Angeles, black historians who are leaders in their fields who tell her, no, this is incorrect, or they remain silent and won't support the book or bash the book. That alone should tell you there's something here that's incorrect. There is a basic established way of research and especially historical research that has to have significant attribution to multiple sources that, isn't there and it's okay it's faulty go back and fix it but let's not decide that because we don't like african-american anything so you're showing you don't like black people you're showing that we want to just bring everything in but everything in leaves everything with people that don't look like me in charge 
So in that case, it doesn't matter if you're Hispanic or black or white. If it's wrong, it's wrong. And in this case, Ron DeSantis, Republican governor from Florida, I don't care what anybody says. You know what? He is wrong. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Little people sitting in chairs. Man, every you hour and a half to fix it. Well, you know I how mean, you just keep being uncomfortable. It's the last so segment. Stand, so what? It's better late than never, right? Better late than never, right? You know, like you figure out that thing that's irritating you. Like, why can't I? When I do, you know, and then you get distracted and do something else, and you forget about it. Only to realize it's little people that sit in chairs and make them too low. It's <clears throat> pretty much everybody in here. 833 <laughs> is the number. In this last segment, I want to talk about some black stuff that's going on in black history. It's a lot of stuff that's going on. Let me see. Let me see some birthdays up in here and see if y'all even remember any of these people. Y'all don't know y'all black history. Do, 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 do. January 20th, 1986 was the first national Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King holiday was celebrated. Wow. Um, in 1993, Maya Angelou spoke at the presidential uh, inauguration January 20th 1986 first black astronaut Ronald McNair was killed during a space mission when the shuttle Challenger met with disaster I remember that working at another radio station I got woken up during the day and somebody said it crashed and I was like what huh? yep that was one of those days uh, Etta James uh, the second inauguration of Barack Hussein Obama. He was inaugurated that day in, 19, in 2009 um, as president. Hmm? I was at the second one. Yep. I was at that one. Yes, I was. Yes, it was. It was cold and a dog that day. Whew. From walking. Yeah. Yeah, walking and standing and shin splints and that. <laughs> Yeah, but where you can't walk because if you step, you can feel it through your shins up into your knees. And you, yeah, 
Yeah, that's kind of bad. That's kind of bad. There was an anti-lynching bill proposed in 1773. Black Congressman George H. White of North Carolina introduced a bill to make lynching of Americans a federal offense. The bill died in committee, of course. One report contends that in 1900, 105 Africans were lynched in America. Barbara Jordan, Congresswoman Barbara Jordan was born on this day in 1936. Um, 1788, Pioneer African Baptist Church was founded in Savannah, Georgia with Andrew Bryan as pastor. Josh Gibson, Negro League star, National Baseball League star in 1947, was born on this day. He's a Hall of Famer. Got to give it to him. Uh, Let me see. Let me see. And Etta James died on this day. Um, January 20th in 2012. So phenomenal singer, by the way, you, you can, oh, she was it. She was it. But of course <clears throat> I would be remiss if I didn't take this day to say congratulations and happy founders day to the Zeta Phi Beta sorority incorporated uh, with the help of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, Robert Samuel Taylor, helped found at Howard University by Arizona Stemmons, Myrtle Faithful, Pearl A. Neal, Fanny Watts, and Viola Going. So I want to say congratulations to uh, the women, the ladies, the distinguished women of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. They've had some phenomenal women uh, lead their sorority. They've had some phenomenal women from their sorority, and uh, they've done some great things in America. Uh, they've got some outstanding programs that um, you should be aware of. If you're going to college, you should always look into the Divine Nine, the five fraternities and four sororities to recognize and know the historical value of what they've brought. We'll talk about them. We'll have National Panhell in here um, for Black History Month. And if y'all don't know, y'all just got notified. Um, I think we'll have somebody represent each of the four sororities and have somebody in to represent each of the five fraternities. Of course, I can represent the great Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. But we'll have somebody from Alpha and, and Omega Psi Phi, Kappa Alpha Psi, Alpha Phi Theta, and, and Phi Beta Sigma come in and we'll sit down and chop it up. Um, I think each of them with the, um, yeah, you know, the, the sororities have had all their founders day starting with, um, I think the centennial for those, uh, blue and gold ladies. So it's been, it's been a great year. It's been a phenomenal year. And so I, I think it's important to remember that if you're not into that and that that's fine. Um, You still got Prince Hall Masons and other organizations around the city that are doing phenomenal things. We're going to have them come in during Black History Month. We're going to talk about a lot of community organizations and what they're doing and what they're starting and what they're um, looking to do here in the great state of Wisconsin and in the city of Milwaukee. We can turn this around. The stats don't scare me. The 
Information doesn't scare me. What scares me is the lack of empathy and the lack of work ethic. We have to stop trusting politicians to do it for us and tell the politicians what we want them to do. The school board, county board, city council, mayor, governor, doesn't matter where they are, doesn't matter what they do. If they don't do what you need them to do, you need to get rid of them and get somebody in that will. We've got some new phenomenal um, city council people running and are now looking to create and Hear me when I say change. Creating change is not just that great word we used under the Obama administration and say change for the sake of change. I'm talking about change that's going to literally take hold, build a strategic plan and move forward. You can't do it without planning. If you can watch a city like Cleveland, I remember Cleveland being the city that people said behind Detroit. Cleveland and Philadelphia, be careful. Those cities are about to, and now it's become Milwaukee. And if we don't watch it, it's going to get worse. But I don't think it will. I think 2023 will will be a very uh, important year for us. I'm not going to let the stats scare us. Not going to let the crime scare us. We can come together and the people that control the purse strings, the policies, the mechanisms, the police, the fire. City workers, everybody, county. If you don't take care of what it is you're supposed to take care of. We kindly vote them out of office and replace them with those who will. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Never miss a show. You can stream us on multiple platforms, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I say just download the Truth app and listen to us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Tory Lowe shows up next. Got some basketball coming up from City Conference. It's going to be a great evening, a great weekend. Make sure you stay tuned all weekend long. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate you, brother. God bless. Have a great weekend. I'm out.